0: What's up, Atlanta Sports fans? I'm Graham Waldrop, and alongside me, as always, is Adam Pensive Kalal, and we are Atlanta Zone. Two Atlanta Natives, recapping the week that was in Atlanta Professional Sports, with wacky ass hijinks and analysis presented by the Pigskin Podcast Network. Adam, how's it going, sir?
1: Graham, you absolutely nailed it. You got me on edge, based off our, our you know, our extensive pre-show meeting that we just had. Yeah. Where you informed me that you had You're coming in hot, I believe, is what you said. R E our first segment of the day, which is going to be the Braves. So, yeah. you know, I was feeling pretty relaxed over here. I, I wasn't really planning on doing much research per usual. You know, I've got <laughs> I've got some stuff up in my head. You that, look you look too relaxed. You're like spread out. You got your foot on the ottoman.
0: You're, you're sitting in your nice chair. Yeah. Got your, your, your microphone. Well, Graham, the whole concept of our show is two guys just talking sports. Right. Not you one know, guy there's... ranting about insane bullshit. That really doesn't matter. But we should be relaxed. like. Oh, I'm, I'm relaxed, but I'm also just like geared up. It's exciting
1: to be talking about Hot Stove. No, it, it is very exciting. There's you know, huge, well, I also have feelings about it. Huge news to break, but I, I, I just kind of know the direction you're going to go, and I can already just sense it being completely unreasonable and just like, your gut reaction, without diving too far in, considering you weren't even confident in the guy's name in our <laughs> pre-show meeting, David or Sean.
0: <laughs>
1: Which I know it's Sean
0: Murphy, I'm but, but I know
1: you got a hot take. So grab. Let's let's skip all the bullshit and let's get into the big news of the week, right? Regarding your Atlanta Braves,
0: right? So the Braves engaged in a three-team trade with Oakland and Milwaukee to acquire catcher Sean Murphy, um, but they had to give up. Wild Bill Contreras in order to do so, along with five other players that got sent either to Oakland or Milwaukee. So you want to
1: break down all those players?
0: Yeah, we can do that. So William Contreras is obviously the big get uh, for the Brewers. that that beautiful 24 year old who had a 572 slugging percentage in like 120 at bats or whatever the hell he had last year uh, wasn't used enough. And I think it was like 250. Well, whatever. He he didn't get <laughs> as many at bats as he should. I think Ozuna finished with more at bats than than he had. Uh, so we gave Oakland Kyle Muller and right-hander Freddie um rated first and ninth, respectively, according to David O'Brien and Baseball America's Braves top ten prospect lists. Key, um, key
1: thing to note: Braves depleted farm not, system. Not all of baseball. Not all of
0: baseball. Yes. yes. So it's not like these are Baseball America Top 100 players. I don't know about Muller, but I know tarnick's definitely not in there. Um, watch him be like 47. Also, <laughs> the uh, the A's also got Manny Pina, who we acquired last year. He was, For those that don't remember, he was the guy that was supposed to be our backup catcher who got injured, which sort of let Contreras uh, get more playing time than he originally would have had. And we also gave up minor league right-hander Roy Bear Salina, Um, So I don't know who that is. And then we also got rid of right-hander Justin Yeager. He was a reliever. So a lot of guys. The only guy that really, the two, like prospect-wise, I don't count Contreras as a prospect. Prospect Prospect-wise, losing Kyle Muller kind of sucks, but there really wasn't a place for him, I don't think, uh, going forward, unless he really just showed out in spring training and, whatnot, so...
1: Elder had passed him. Yeah. We've got Ian Anderson and Mike Soroka. So we have Elder, big Anderson, marks, and though. Soroka, three guys competing for that number five spot. Yeah. So Moeller is at the bottom of that list. Right, but I wanted to minded keeping Moeller just to see because
0: Ian Anderson sucked last year, and Mike Soroka's come up to two Achilles tears. If Bryce Elder isn't ready, then what do you got as your fifth starter? It's taken away another... Another option.
1: Yeah, but Mueller had never shown, like, I mean, no, he had it. El- Elder had certainly but looked a lot ca- better than Mueller. But remember, Kyle Wright never really did anything. I we mean, got Wasker as well. We gave up Wasker? We still have Wasker. Oh, we still have Wasker. Ah. So, so Wasker's at the bottom of that list as well. Yeah. Don't forget about Wasker. Wasker. When in doubt, Wasker out.
0: Wasker out. All right. So here's my hot take here we have a really bad farm system, we have no good left fielder. If I'm making a trade this year, I am not trading away a position of power in the sense that the Braves had the best offensive catching tandem in baseball in Darno and Contreras. I am trading for a left fielder. Come hell or high water, I'm getting one free agency. And there really isn't a good one in free agency. So I am really disappointed, one, and not making a trade for a, a good left fielder because now your trade capital is, 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 is done. It's over. You probably don't have... Uh, The capital to make a trade in the sense to get a good left fielder. So I'm pissed off about that. we're going to do, run out Rosario and Ozuna again. Disgusting. And then I'm also really mad because I think William Contreras is a really exciting player. We know how good he is offensively. He made major strides defensively last year. Major strides. He wasn't perfect, but he was a lot better than he was in year one. And he's only 24. He's only going to get better. I know the Braves put an absolute premium on, on being a great catcher and calling a great game and being great at defense and all that stuff, and Darno is getting older. But I just don't and, – and Sean Murphy is, is, a, is a really good player. Let's, let's not beat around the bush. He's a top three defensive catcher. All the catching metrics love him. One of the best pitch framers in the game, and he's excellent. He's only second behind JT Real Muto in terms of, like, popping up and throwing a guy out at second base and the Braves have struggled for years throwing people out at second base. So, this is an upgrade at catcher defensively, which is which is good, but I just don't think it's worth it when you have other holes on the roster that need to be filled in left field in particular. And of course, you know, shortstop is still a uh, you know, open for discussion. Because Danzy Swanson has been resigned, and we don't know what we're going to get from Von Grissom. So this to me is a Terry Fontenot kind of move where you have these really obvious holes you need to fill, but you go for another move. Um, and it's also weird because this is a position of strength that the Braves are dealing from. It's really, I, I, I get it and I don't get it at the same time. If this, if, if left field and shortstop were, were totally figured out, fine, but they're not. So I think I do not like this move overall because of that.
1: Okay, you got you got to. So you've pretty much admitted it though. Like at the end of the day, Sean Murphy is the best player in that trade. We have improved our team from what it was last year. Defensively, yes. Offensively, we have regressed. William Contreras is a. You think he's a better offensive player than Sean Murphy? Yeah.
0: 572 the, slugging percentage. all the metrics. Sean Murphy hits 250, man. Despite
1: all the metrics showing. Sean Murphy hits 250. Despite all the Sabre metrics showing that Contreras hit way above like the expected batting average, whereas Murphy was the exact opposite. Murphy in Oakland versus putting him in Atlanta now. Yeah, You, you he, don't
0: think that's going to. He might get better, but look at uh, Matt Olsen. We thought the same thing last year. He regressed like hell last year. He came out a lot at the end. Yeah, but he still had major—every player's different. You never know how that's going to— re- I'm never going to use that excuse again because of Matt Olson. You know what I mean? Like, I'm Not that excuse, but that 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 comparison, even like, get what you're saying. It's like, yes, on paper, yes, what you say makes 100% total sense. But you never know if someone's going year to play year-to-year. And he's really not that proven offensively. He's never had a great offensive season, sub-500 slugging. Sub 400 on base, only 332 on base percentage, a 250 average, 3.5 WAR. But a lot of that comes from the great defense. We have we are not as good uh, offensively as we were. Well, where's the what's the B WAR, Graham? What's that stat show you? B I don't know what B WAR is. I know his F four F four. I know his F four is like 5.1 over the last two years. What's what's Contreras? I don't know what Contreras is, is, but Contreras was a 2.8 overall WAR last season. So it wasn't like really so, that
1: far off. So you think Contreras is without a doubt a better offensive player than Sean Murphy?
0: Yeah, I would say just based off watching off, Contreras. Two hundred fifty at bats. He didn't get enough at have bats. Have you watched a lot of Sean Murphy? I have not watched a lot of Sean Murphy, but two fifty. I mean, I, I don't care, man. He's a two thirty six career hitter. He's never had a good offensive season. Never hit twenty home runs. Five hundred thirty seven at bats, eighteen homers. And it's, it's not like he's trash offensively or anything. Like, 250, 332, 426 isn't terrible. It's 759 OPS. But I just... if, if, if I, I, I got to say this, though. If you're going to go in and you really feel like you're getting, like, the best defensive catcher in baseball, I, I understand. I mean, he like, is... Like, offense comes... is it, the Offense is the cherry on top of this guy.
1: I mean, he is regarded across baseball as the second best catcher in the majors... Behind right. Real Muto. Right, yeah. No, and I, I get and his and his last season was very similar to Real Muto's last season with uh, the Marlins, when everyone would have wanted us to trade a lot more than what we did to get him. At, at the end of the day, you know, I, I see you can sit here. I'm not going to argue with you about Contreras's offensive potential. Um, the fact is, like you said, they do just put so much on defense, and it's going to be even more so this year. With the uh, you know the bigger bases and no shift, right? Um, so having these two veterans back there for this pitching staff, having the ability to actually throw some runners out now, like it's yeah, it's, it's important. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be very important. And, I'm not I'm not saying like yeah, I am not
0: shitting on Sean Murphy. I'm just saying I don't get it when you have so when you make a big trade like this, when you have other fish to fry, you literally don't have a left fielder right now. That's a fucking problem.
1: Yeah, but if 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 one of the if the second best pitcher in major leagues is suddenly available through a trade, do you not make it just because it's not a need? Well, what about if the second best left fielder was available in a trade? What if you could have used the oh, same one, trade one package? package? I, I, I don't know, but don't no. you, do you understand what I'm saying? Don't you think how stupid? Knows this is that?
0: no, it's not stupid. It is at all. stupid when you don't have a left fielder to trade your best. Who you do we get, trade? We we traded. You traded Kyle nope, Muller. I, I and don't could, think any of them are in I'd the be top fine 100. If you were going to trade Contreras for
1: a left fielder, I'd be all over that. You don't know the market. You can't. I mean, that trade package isn't going to get you an elite Maybe. left fielder. You don't know that. It got an elite catcher. That's fucking bullshit. Anthopolis knows that.
0: The, the A's had. How can you say it won't get you an elite left fielder when it got an elite catcher?
1: Because it's the A's and they wanted that dude from the Brewers. And they have a they have a, our old guy, uh, what's the catching prospect sitting right behind him? No, it, Langoliers? Langoliers. Yeah, it's like it's our yearly trade with the A's. No, thank thank God for the A's. Uh, nah, I don't is, know. I mean, their franchise. I'm going to laugh my ass
0: off when we don't have a left fielder. That's worth a shit. When Rosario and the corpse of uh, Marcelo Zuner are out there bungling their asses in left field, doing jack shit offensively too, I'm going to laugh. But and it's going to it's going to it's, gonna, it's, it's a, a problem. You
1: don't. You know, it is a problem. Also. The Please not, admit that it's a problem. I just literally did. I know. Say it again. I me hear you. I'm, I'm, you. know I'm not going to do it with you getting all... Well, let's just, just Take it down a level. It's ridiculous. Graham, relax. No. It's, you, it's, you don't it's know so what, upsetting. You don't know what the trade market is. You can't say, oh, well, if we could trade these prospects to the A's for a catcher, we could have done that for a left fielder. Why not? That's not how it works. You don't know how it works. We know neither one of us know how it
0: works, but I just feel like if you're going to make a big trade, get what you need. Get someone that's great, that's what you need. You do not need this player to be successful next year. You're going to have an albatross
1: on left field if you don't make a move. It's a guy they've had their eyes on for a couple of years and like, you know, say what you want about his offense. He is the second best catcher in the league and our team has improved from where it was. I think and, it's, and like, I think our team overall
0: from last year
1: has not improved.
0: How so? I think because we don't have a shortstop. We had we, we will not have the best defensive shortstop in baseball. I'm totally convinced Nesb Swanson is gone. And we don't have a left fielder. That's a big problem. Those are two huge problems. Get me a good shortstop or get me a left fielder. This is our best position last it's year. It's going to be addressed, Graham. It, I don't think it's going to be addressed in the if way that... If this
1: happened at the end of the offseason, you'd be happy with it. It's just the timing of it. What, if those positions had been
0: filled with players of a certain caliber? We're not going to not have a shortstop. Of course we're gonna have a, not going not to have a shortstop. You're going to put all this pressure on Von Grissom to perform like this. I just think it's crazy. I think it's absolutely crazy. I don't understand this move, considering what we
1: need. Do you not see any logic to what I'm saying I'm about saying you can't equate one trade to another? Like these I understand are, what you're these saying. These separate moves. But I'm just saying, if
0: you're going to make a big move, figure out a package that works for what you need. Don't figure out a package for that works for what you really don't need. This is a luxury. It's going to make us better defensively, sure. But you have... Real huge there's the you would you agree that the catching position wasn't like a big gap? Wasn't something where you're like, hmm, off season, yes, let's improve catcher. Yeah, no. Yeah. So if you can improve, you improve. Yeah, but also if you improve at the cost of improving in two very, very difficult like, positions, that's, that's, I that's, feel it's, like it's that's, just dumb.
1: That's like NFL draft where like you know, you need a left guard, but but you draft a wide receiver like Terry Fontenot <laughs> It's fucking stupid. <laughs> I mean. To me. That that that's that's not a great example, but in general if you have a stud available Yeah. No, I, to, I understand. You know, the, and it's like the best wide receiver versus, you know, a guy that you could get in the third round, but it's the position of need. Sure, you, you go take get the, the best receiver. player. Yes, that makes more sense to me than this scenario. And I mean I'm dude, I'm not I'm not opposed to I mean, Dansby is not coming back. Unless, no. unless like like with Freddie last year, unless Dansby wants to be if, if he wants to be a brave, he'll be a brave. Sure. But with these contracts, it's like insane. no one I don't think there's many Braves fans out there that want us to give him ten years $25 twenty five million three
0: hundred million or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
1: These contracts are insane.
0: Bogart's gets to, what, eleven for two eighty San uh, San Diego and then you had Correa sign with San Francisco the other day for another like 11-year, 300, whatever it is, 300 million. Then Trey Turner last week or the week before is 11-year, 300 million. The, all these guys' contracts run them through age 41. We see how bad of a situation that was for like the Albert Poulos contract where you get like four or five decent years and then everything else is trash. Yeah. You, you're not going to do this with Dansby Swanson. Dansby Swanson has only had one good se- offensive season in his whole career, which was last year, It's an outlier. And he regressed like shit in the second half. You can't take away how great his defense is. His defense, I think, will continue to be great throughout the course of his career, but he is not, you're exactly right, he is not worth all that money that Correa and, and uh, Bogarts and whatnot are making.
1: And you've heard about Ron Washington and how he's just raving away raving about, about how great Von Grissom, is. which is and apparently hope, not something that Ron Washington normally does. And maybe,
0: Yeah, no, and I totally take a lot of value in that. I just think it's also, it's an unproven thing. We just have no idea how that's going to work.
1: Right, but, I mean, you also got to remember... Last year we didn't have a healthy Ronald Acuna Jr. Hopefully this year. Th- this you do. year we're, we're replacing Arcia with Ozzy Albies. Yeah, like it's just crazy that if, the, if and our we haven't we didn't even talk about the bullpen trade. The bullpen, we'll get to that. But the Braves have made all this but, money and, and, and the,
0: spent one million dollars in free agency so far.
1: We're smart, man. I don't I don't want any of these
0: contracts. No, that they're I giving people. I don't want at. any of these contracts either. I'm just saying, I feel like we could. I really want to use who's this. The, who's the
1: top left fielder? There are not a know. lot
0: of good left. I looked there at this last week when this or when the straight Michael happened.
1: Conforto is still available. You got, you,
0: you got uh, well, Conforto didn't even play last year. You got the best one is probably Michael Brantley, and if he can come in here on a on a very very friendly deal, I'd be all for that because he's still a really good hitter. His defense isn't great, but at least he'll provide you offensive value. Um, he's a guy I wouldn't mind bringing in. He's here. getting
1: up there though, isn't
0: he? He's a little old, but he hit 300 last year or something. Okay. So, I mean, he's still a really good player. He's probably the best one. He's not going to be a big splash, but he's a very, very solid offensive player. Um, So that's why I would rather have made a, a big trade for a left fielder, because it isn't really a good uh, – there aren't really a lot of good free agents left at this point. And you're right. You don't want to get trapped in these big deals. I, I understand that. I just wish we'd address our positions of, of need, which we did with that bullpen trade, but, man. I think we're going to love this guy. You no, know,
1: he's going to be he, great. You know who he had – like. He was batting cleanup last year for the A's. Absolutely nobody around him.
0: Sure. His that, offense should that improve. makes a difference. His offense should improve. He's also pretty young. He's only like 20, uh, 28. Contreras was 24, but whatever. I think Contreras is going to go to like Milwaukee and hit like 40 bombs a year for the next like five seasons. I don't think so. I don't know why you and the Braves didn't value Contreras as highly as I did. It made no sense why Marcelo Zuna got more at bats than Contreras. Can you rationalize that? Without, without, you know, the, what the great tortoise was thinking.
1: He had a good September. Ozuna? Yeah. What about the rest of the fucking year? He had a good September. That makes no sense. Contreras was, Contreras wasn't just great all the time. No, but he didn't get enough playing time. I mean, he didn't get into a
0: rhythm. You never let the guy get in the rhythm, he still had a 572 slugging percentage. You can't take that away. You know, sometimes there's just, there's just players. It's like, you know. 24 homers and like 250 at bats. That's pretty damn good. Yeah. You, you double that if you give him 500 at bats. You could have hit 50 home runs last year. You don't know that. The pace he was going at. I'm using math. Okay.
1: You've had people on, on pace to hit 100 home runs. What's your runs issue before. with William Contreras? I don't have an issue with him. I, th- I think I think your love of him is a little too high. I base it off what you, I see. You've, you've got some sort of blinders on with he's, William Contreras. He's very good 572, slugging percentage. But he's percentage also very young. He's a lead. He's very young. He's, he was only getting better. What did he do in the playoffs? They didn't use him enough. They hit Ozuna in three fucking games and benched him. You, you look like Frank the Tank, and you're about to cry. About, it was so about annoying. About William Contreras. Snicker how many mismanaged have, that series. How many out-bats did he have? I don't know, but it wasn't
0: enough. Ozuna played more than, than Contreras. It was annoying. But we were just screwed in that series in general. Pitching sucked. It didn't matter if Contreras had 70 home runs. We were lost that series.
1: Yeah, we had an unhealthy freed.
0: An unhealthy, unhealthy strider. strider. A shit charlie morton who for some reason we gave 20 million dollars which i think is fucking stupid he had the worst road era and qualifying starting pitchers last year let's give him 20 million more dollars so you just anthopolis is the worst gm in the league no i'm saying why can't you be critical of specific moves not you but i'm just saying like why can't i can still love anthopolis but i'm not going to kiss his ass with every move he makes i'm going to evaluate every move on an individual basis but i think you need to evaluate
1: once it's played out
0: you can't evaluate. You can't reward you... A, a 5-7 ERA on the road. Trash performance most of the season.
1: Yeah, I mean, he had a great three-month stretch. And then he was terrible in the Coming playoffs. Coming off a broken leg. Yes.
0: And maybe if he can have a normal rehab, you know, normal offseason without rehab, maybe he'll be
1: fine. The, the, those I, I just deals, don't think it's those, worth it. Those deals don't kill you. He wouldn't have been 20 pitching million? if we were... $23 million? One year? That doesn't matter. I don't like that. It doesn't matter Go at Go spin that on a left fielder. And who? <laughs> There's no one to spend it on.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Just find me a left fielder. That's good. That's all I want. Yeah, that's. that's There's plenty of left fielders. Brian Reynolds, Why, the, the, the Pittsburgh uh, left fielders. You like really Michael Harris,
1: player. right? We found a, we found you a center fielder. Yeah, that's great. We we found a lot of good players, Graham. I was we, we, I was all for Michael Harris. We're, we're a top five. I wanted Michael Harris before Michael Harris was. We're called a top up. five franchise. You act like we're the Mets. I hold us to a higher standard because we have a championship window that we shouldn't be fucking around with. Not to say we are. We're not. You, th- you think you think completely bleeding our farm system is fucking around and not trying to win a championship? I just don't
0: think you bleed your farm system for your best position on the field.
1: I don't. I, that's that's all I'm saying. This wasn't bleeding our farm system. Like none of these, none of these prospects were like. No. But they're still crazy. They're still guys. If, if like if they had traded Vaughn Grissom. Be insane. That that's a different story. Like That'd that's be an elite. Pro- like he's our last like elite prospect we sure. have right now. So that can't com- do that because especially with uh that's a completely different story with uh shortstop. Being well, unless they had it. another plan, or you're getting a shortstop back. Yeah. Like I definitely thought. Like I mean, the Brewers just like they stole that. Good trade. on them. I mean, I guess I thought
0: we were going to get a Damus well, in that trade because I was like, this is bullshit. That were the only thing we're getting is Sean Murphy.
1: Right, but it's like it's really that's on the A is not. Us. It's not like the Brewers fleece to us. No, they definitely fleece the A's. I mean, apparently the, the, they, that kid like has great potential, but who the hell knows? Yeah, um, you never know the prospects. But yeah, I think the Brewers won that trade. But like
0: you're saying, Sean Murphy is really an excellent defensive catcher. He's the catcher. best player in the deal. Yes, overall, yes. Objectively, you can't deny it based off the war. But it's just annoying that we gave up on a really, really, really talented guy to me who's younger better offensive player. But you
1: know we're gonna come back and sign Murphy to a seven year, year. hundred twenty million dollar deal. <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah. And then he's got three more yeah, years and, of team control too, which is also a big factor, I think. We're set at catcher. And then Darneau it's a is hell getting of a platoon older. Now.
0: Well that's the thing too. So, is, I mean it was a good
1: platoon last year, but now it's like just two defensive studs as well. Yeah. Contreras didn't kill us defensively last year at all. He was horrible in twenty twenty one, but last year
0: he was got better but i mean service. it's
1: like all these small things that like you can't really understand like just watching someone catch oh, i the thing
0: no you can't but i think I, the thing i can't understand is the Braves have been terrible at throwing out base runners for years and years and years yeah, and that is blatant and, and and that is something you can evidently see and, and if that can improve that will be a, a, a really big boon because i mean even in the playoffs in 2021 it was like every time the Dodgers got in first base Stealing second, no matter who it was, it'd be Albert Pujols stealing second base. It would be no problem. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what Sean Murphy has. I just like well Wild Bill Contreras quite a bit.
1: He was a fan favorite. No, yeah, because he was great and underused. But yeah, so that's. Just, I mean, he's, he's that's, only that's the trades only even possible because he built his value Pina, up. Well, and Pena got hurt. Mm-hmm. I miss Pena, man. Pena
0: was my boy. I didn't see enough of Pena to really have he, a feeling he for only
1: him. Played a month. Yeah, so he's he's now out in Oakland as well. Where career's go to die, um, especially if you're an oldster. Or come back up. They cycle out there in Oakland. Ugh. But uh, yeah, that was that was wild. It was awful too. How like how it came out. I wasted like an hour of my day just like refreshing <laughs> Twitter.
0: Yeah, I kept being like. We have to get more players in this. We have to
1: get more players. Nothing. And like at first, we just knew we traded for him but we didn't know who we traded. Yeah, and I was like, is this our shortstop as well? Yeah, if we had gotten a Damus back, I'd be, I'd be much more excited about this move. But we, I mean, we would have had to give up a lot more. I mean, that's the other thing is like Oakland, they, they, the Cardinals were really trying to trade for Murphy before they got uh, Contreras' brother Wilson, yeah, right. And they wanted two major league players, young players. So it was Newt Bar, Lars Newt, Lars Newt Bar, and um, one of their stud like infielders. I think they're second baseman. And like this is what was offered, and the A's said no. So like that's what's well, that's what's crazy on our end is like mm-hmm. why, like somehow adding in this third team just made it work for the A's, but like the value just seems like so much. Maybe Lower didn't. than what they would have gotten from the Cardinals. Sure. Who knows? Who knows how these deals
0: actually work. But I will be uh, still hoping for someone. We get someone decent for left field. Yeah, I mean, it's not like
1: Anthopolis doesn't know we got a hole. Oh, I know he knows. I know he knows. I'm sure he's working on something. It's December 15th. I wasn't expecting anything until February. Yeah. Yeah, with the way this this team operates got, historically. Got, got to see what where Dansby lands. All the good shortstops are gone, other than him.
0: Yep. So he's the next domino to fall in that. And uh, we were joking that. I'm sure Dansby will sign tomorrow after we release this podcast, but... He's on his honeymoon. Yeah, he probably doesn't give a fuck right now. He's probably just letting people hang out. The, the longer he waits, the better it's going to be for him, too. Probably. With all these contracts being handled, he ain't going to get $300 million, But someone might be stupid enough to give him two. Like, the Cubs you know, shed a lot of uh, deals from their glory years might be stupid enough to do that. If you
1: do that, though, I mean, it's like Dansby, like, he's a good player. Like you said, he's very good defensively. He was very good offensively last year. But he has his ups and downs Strikes season. Strikes out like a motherfucker. And he's probably going to revert offensively. Oh, no, he's definitely and going then, to regress. Like, you get, he gets a contract like that, and then, you know, fans are going to expect him to be like some stud that's going to hit 35 home runs, bat 300, and that's, that's just not him. No. no. So, I mean... I'm I'm also glad with the Murphy trade like that's, you know, a veteran player, more leadership in the clubhouse. You He's know. only played
0: for four years. He's not really like a super veteran or anything.
1: But still, twenty. I mean, compared to Contreras, sure. Um, we Dar- just, we kind
0: of like your leader now, right? No, he is. No. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's kind of unique that that's coming from the catchers, but I guess that that's kind of how it was back in the day with um, what was that guy's name? Big guy. King of, of pitch framing. Uh, tra- Tyler. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, big Baldy. He was...
0: I want to say Tula Litsky. I know that's totally it wrong. It was Kurt
1: Suzuki. Kurt Suzuki and,
0: and... Not Tyler Flowers. Flowers. It was yeah. Tyler Flowers, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: But yeah, I mean, ever since has come in, it's kind of like catching position. We've got to have some leaders there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And this is... De- I mean, like... And catching's definitely gotten better because I think it was a problem when it was Suzuki and Flowers. They were both just very mediocre players. Now you got Darneau, who's always been good, and now you got the best, arguably the best defensive catcher in baseball. So yeah, it's uh, and it improved last year when it was Contreras Darno as well. So it's like, yeah, I mean, catching was always a I feel like was never really whole for the Braves until last year, and now defensively especially, it's gotten a hell of a lot more whole. So that's good. That's good. A lot of problems still out there, though, for this team. I feel like. Let's talk about the guy we traded for, Adam. Uh, the, uh, which I thought was actually a really, really good trade. So I'm not going to yell at anybody this time. Uh, just uh, uh, Joe Jimenez coming over from Detroit. Because uh, Kinley Jansen signed with Boston, so he's out of here, and I'm kind of fine with it. Are you fine with with? Uh, Kenley being gone yeah I mean now that
1: we we brought in this Jimenez guy
0: and how, how good Iglesias was
1: yeah exactly so like we're we're pretty set in the bullpen right now
0: and we we're getting Detroit to eat some of the 2.6 million dollar contract
1: traded one of our top 10 prospects though right
0: yes for uh Justin Malloy a lot of people were pretty high on but um Jimenez was 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 great last year uh, three four9 era a one A little over one whip, uh, an FIP of two, which is excellent. 77 strikeouts to 13 walks in 56 and two-thirds innings. 12.23 strikeout rate per nine. Uh, Ranked fifth among AL pitchers with 50 or more innings, according to uh, David O'Brien. So, really good, really good peripherals there. And he had struggled a lot throughout his career, apparently, but now he seemed to have righted the ship uh, last season and looks like it's going to be a welcome addition to the bullpen if he can continue the success he had last year.
1: Let's look at this bullpen right now. So we got Iglesias, Jimenez, Dylan Lee, Matt Sick hopefully comes back strong, Colin McHugh, A.J. Minter. Hopefully we see Kirby Yates back to being what he was. I think next – I know you were big on
0: Kirby Yates last year. He didn't really get a chance. but uh, He got a chance, but he was still like trying to get healthy. I think next year will be – We'll see what he really is. A so,
1: lo- lot of really strong arms there. Yeah,
0: and, it, and you, get, you get Iglesias Minter. I mean, I always thought Iglesias should have been the closer pretty much ever since he came over. I mean, he was just unbelievable last year. He's like 0. .34 ERA, like a
1: sub-one whip. He was unstoppable. No one could touch him. We also picked up Nick Anderson from the Rays. Mm-hmm. Like, so, I mean, he's like one of these multi-innings guys. Used to be an opener for them all the time. Like, kind of a low-key signing that I could see being a piece. Yeah. Yeah. Um, later this year.
0: Yeah. Malloy was a position player that people really liked a lot um, last year through... Uh, he played in high A, and he, he got all the way up to AAA, hit .289, 48 on base, uh, 17 homers. So, looks like a pretty legit prospect, but, you know, we're kind of set everywhere, and it's not like this guy was going to come out, and he was moved from third base to full-time outfield, but it's like, you know, he was transitioning... Because... Know, because Austin Boston Riley Bradley was so good. yeah, So... Um, and I, I don't, you know, I'd rather not have a rookie play in left field. Honestly, that isn't supposed to be some absolute world beater. So,
1: and there's still always the chance that Rosario comes back and is more of the 2021 Rosario. I, th- I think that was a flash in the pan. Even the 2021 Rosario didn't really catch
0: fire till like September um, or August of la- of that 2021 season. So I I have zero honestly, and and his performance in the postseason was insane he'll never play that well again it was like mark lemke in the 90 uh 92 playoffs where he bat like 445 he never did that again Yeah, you know, that'll that'll never happen again for rosario he'll never play that well um so and this is the last year of that deal so I'm, I'm you know ride it out see what happens hopefully he has a good season but i'm not gonna hold my breath
1: i mean if if we can't get that great left fielder that you don't know who is but you just want yeah there's worse things with the rest of this roster than, you know. Let, let's take another flyer on the Rosario Duvall platoon. Well no, Duvall's not even on the team anymore. I know he's a free agent. Sure, I would take him back. I would definitely welcome Duvall back,
0: especially for his, for his defense and and you know his ability to hit 30 plus home runs. Harris Acuna Duvall would be slash fine. Rosario.
1: that's not that's, it's, that's, it's fine. A lot of people would love to have that outfield. Yeah, it's like you know, there's it's not going to be it's not going to be perfect. Potential superstars. In the outfield, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah well, we know what Cunha definitely is.
0: It's just he's just got to be healthy. And Harris, I think, will be. I mean, I can't wait for year two of Mike Harris. He's he's just a brilliant player. I mean, I know he fell off in the playoffs, but um, and really just down the stretch in September. But, I mean, he, he was an absolute wizard out there. That's, that's that's your center fielder for the next, what was it, a 10-year deal? I love that. That was one of my favorite Amthopolis deals, was having the confidence to say, this is our guy He's an all-world defender, and lock him up for the most important position in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, some of these deals could backfire on us. Who knows? They might not all work. On paper, they look good. But I like what he's doing in terms of blazing a trail, in terms of locking up these. Strider's the same way. Strider could flame out next year. He could have Tommy John surgery. He could be an absolute
1: dumpster fire. But when the deal was made, I was fully in support of it. How interesting to think this whole Max Fried thing is. The fact that this is his last year. Yeah. I... I don't know who came out with that rumor this week. Someone talked about the Braves trading Freed, which I understand the logic. That's a like, bunch of bullshit. What if you can get, get a stud left fielder for Max Freed? No. No? I don't want to do it. Max Freed's too important the to rotation, because then then what do you do? You got
0: Strider and Charlie Morton as your top two? No thanks.
1: Uh, don't forget about Kyle Wright, bro.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about Kyle Wright. <laughs> so you got Strider and Kyle Wright as your top two? That'd actually be pretty good. But because Charlie Morton is such a liability right now, I, 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 I wouldn't be into that. Um, I still hope we do sign Max Freed to an extension, but I think it's he's, not
1: going to happen. He's going to be too expensive. Well, he's going
0: to be too expensive, and I also think that um Anthopolis doesn't like to give big extensions to pitchers. Like he he said the Spencer Strider deal was such an anomaly to him, and he was so young that he and he felt like he was such a once in a generation talent kind of thing that he had to do it. He was like compelled to do it. He must do it. Even mm-hmm. though went against everything he normally stands for. I don't think. It's, I think this is Max Freed's last year, and if that's the case, yeah, you could entertain that. You could entertain that. For, for really a Which is sad. Writer.
1: He's probably my favorite Brave. It would be really sad. Well, I, I, nice I hope fruit.
0: he sticks around. I mean, he, he, is so, he is so pivotal to our success. I, I, I would be, I'd be really upset if you traded him, though, this year, because we still have another chance at trying to win a World Series. And I think with a three-headed monster of a healthy Max Fried, a healthy Cal Wright, and a healthy Spencer Strider, can go up against anyone in baseball. We saw how that didn't work last year because
1: two of those three guys weren't healthy. But when they are all healthy, we can beat anybody. It's interesting. Anthopoulos has mentioned, like, you know, if between Elder Soroka and Ian Anderson, like, I know Ian Anderson was terrible last year, but you got to, he was our game two pitcher two years in a oh, row. Yeah. Like, yeah. If, if those guys, if two of those guys just completely click, so Anthopoulos said six man rotation is a possibility. It's not ideal, right? Because of what it does to the bullpen, but. Oh, because you have to give up a bullpen spot. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but to keep those guys healthy throughout the year a little bit more, skip Charlie every now and then. It's like potentially just. I mean, there's a ton of talent still there, Absolutely. and there's still depth. If, if Soroka, if Soroka can be any anything
0: close to what he was before he tore that Achilles, and you got that's your top four, and then Charlie Morton's your five. You 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 have damn near the best rotation in baseball. Yeah, hands fucking down. Like if yeah, like I. It would be. A, I don't think it's going to happen with I mean, Soroka, but
1: obviously we got we got to see what happens with left field and shortstop. But like, I'm close to being like. I mean, this this team's almost there. Like, they're one. Pe- I mean, if if you just say, who cares? Let's just give Dansby what he wants and go for it. I wouldn't Dansby be opposed him. to it. But, but the other kicker with that for me is like, you know, Vaughn Grissom could potentially be a better offensive player than Dansby. We just don't know enough about right. him yet. That's it, that's a problem. That, that'd be that'd be a risk. That's like why ideal for me. Yes, we do find a really solid left fielder and just, like, give it to Grissom. See what happens. You could do that. You could do that. Like If If it backfires, though, that could be deadly. But, I mean, you got Arcia as, like, a veteran backup there. That's not who you want. Uh, Elvis Andrews is a possibility as, like, a stopgap guy. But he he was okay offensively last year, and he's, like, solid um, defensively. So it's, like, if you get that big left field bat, which I don't know how you do it, but like I can't o- trade anymore. I'm o- I'm okay with running an Andrews out there for one year or something like that. Yeah, I would hate that because especially with the shift being taken away, Dansby's
0: so critical to your defense. Like it's it's not it's gonna be it's gonna be a really weird season, and you you would really ideally like to have the best defensive shortstop in the game as as your guy. But I think if you do a, a, a an Arcia or a Andrews, eh, I'm not. I'm not into that personally. I think that's just kind of like BS, especially considering all the money this team has made. Like, I'm not saying give Dansby Swanson ten for two hundred fifty, but I'm saying there's got to be somewhere between the hundred, what hundred six million the Braves are going to give him, and the two hundred million that he wants, where we could maybe find
1: a middle ground. Somewhere. You got to think that we're talking about the eighth and ninth spots in our lineup. Like, one through seven, we're good. <laughs> like, we're talking about what used to be. I don't know, like, Walt Weiss and the pitcher spot in the lineup. It's like, you don't need... Walt that. Weiss was a leadoff hitter, though. I don't know what Walt Weiss did. He was great. <laughs> for, for some reason, he just came into my mind. But it's like, Kilvio Varis and Greg Maddox, those are the two... Sp- Spots of the lineup we're talking about right now. You don't need complete superstars at every single position. No. You don't need to overspend for your number eight hitter. Well, he might not be a number
0: eight hitter. If you get a really good left fielder, he might be hitting in the middle of the order for you.
1: And then that deepens your lineup even more. Well, either way, like we're two spots is what we're talking about. I'm just
0: about. saying, don't settle. The Braves should not be in a position to settle with, with how much money they've made. They should not be in a position to settle at any position. Don't do anything stupid. Don't do anything yeah. stupid, but don't settle.
1: They didn't settle at catcher, Graham.
0: No, they really went for it at catcher. No, yeah. they really did. And that's your Braves report. Um, there you have it. And Sorry, I compared you to Frank the Tank, but that's fine. You were being Frank the Tank. No, I wasn't. I think I explained myself fine. <laughs> you were very emotional. I was emotional. I love Frank I the Tank has got Contreras. a lot of followers from doing that. Yeah. So. Well, at least it. I wasn't like. The Braves are...
1: I love when the the Mets, uh, they lost the division. like The Braves are God's team! They
0: are God's team! Well,
1: Frank the Tank would have been screaming back at you, crying about how stupid you are because the Braves are the greatest franchise in the in the world and try to be a Mets fan for more than one year. Sure. Yeah. No, we're very spoiled. That would have been a fun argument. Frank the Tank
0: versus me? Yeah. I think he would win out of pure hilarity <laughs> and just over-the-top... Uh, you could get there, certainly. Get I don't there. think I can get. I think I'm surprised Frank the Tank hasn't had a stroke or something with how it worked up he gets. I would have a stroke if I got as worked up as he did
1: about sports. I saw a bit from him the other day that was just like an unexpected low blow to or, the
0: Braves or to
1: to to, to Atlanta. Oh. It, it was like Frank name the top five uh, biggest choke franchises of all time, and he starts with like Gonzaga basketball. And I'm like, this is sure. fun to watch. And he's just, like, going down the list. I think the Mets weren't even on the list. I don't remember the other teams, but I wasn't expecting it. His number one was the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, we're pretty. From what game, though? Come on. You can't. All right, let's think about all the times the Falcons have blown. Remember
0: the game we went to, the 2012 uh, NFC Championship game, up 17 to nothing at halftime against San Francisco. You lose the game at home.
1: That's one. Disgusting. Yeah.
0: You got the 1986, uh, oh, 1986. Uh, NFC Divisional round against uh, Dallas, where we were also up 13 in the fourth
1: quarter. We weren't that. alive then. I'm bro. just saying that's still something that happened. Other teams have done worse than that. Um, we just did it on the biggest stage.
0: The, Fa- the Falcons have, have their fair share of, of, of choke jobs. <laughs> the onside kick. That one's The onside like- <laughs> kick is the dumbest play in NFL history. That's no cool. one can come up with a worse play than that. That could have changed the season if we had won that game. Like we, I don't know if we we wouldn't have probably done much, but we might have gotten the playoffs that year. But that every, once that happened, it was just like purely we are screwed. <sighs> the Falcons are a terrible franchise, Adam. They haven't won a Super Bowl in, and they've been around for over fifty years. As
1: we discussed, we're a legacy team, Graham. We are a we are a legacy team, but
0: that doesn't mean we don't suck. We, we went get- like decades without winning anything. We got the first. Money back-to-back winning season was 2008 and 2009 in the history of the franchise and they were around since 66 that sucks that was a big year for us that was a big year for us
1: i mean, was, i think what was it like nine and seven two something like that yeah it was
0: nine and seven we didn't make the playoffs because <laughs> matt ryan got hurt that year but it was it was something um i suppose we should take a quick break let's take a quick we... break hear a word from our sponsors we probably need to reset reload <laughs> grab another drink get a little crazier and uh, we'll be back for uh, for Falcons coverage after this. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. You got same-game parlays, easy and fast payouts. You got the normal DraftKings fantasy as well, which is separate from the sportsbook. DraftKings has it all. Right now, new customers can bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game and get one hundred and fifty dollars in free bets if they do. Check this out right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost of DraftKings' stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game same game parlay bet, and combine multiple bets, like which team will win player props, points totals, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. All right, I can't remember what I gave you last week. I can't remember the results. I think I've been doing RIM, right. probably batting 500 um and i'm shaking his head at me it's not like he has any opinions on uh, what games to pick so let's uh let's talk about the games this week that i like uh first game you're going to want to take is cincinnati at tampa bay tampa bay is terrible and cincinnati's on the rise they're definitely figuring their shit out even though they have some injuries to tyler boyd and t higgins take cincinnati over tampa bay tampa bay's getting three and a half it doesn't matter cincinnati's going to run and pass all over them take cincinnati over tampa bay The other game I really like this week is the Chargers uh, receiving the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee gets three and a half at L.A. Chargers are playing much better ball recently. The Titans are like in a tailspin. They're playing horrible. Uh, Take the Chargers, even though they're giving up three and a half. So that's Cincinnati over Tampa Bay and the Chargers over Tennessee.
1: So here's what you got to do. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, Adam, we're back. We've been refreshed with booze, conversation, and now we're talking
0: to some Falcons. Big Falcons news this week. No game last week, but the move we've been waiting for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, has finally happened. Desmond Ritter is officially the starting quarterback of your Atlanta Falcons.
1: Very exciting, Graham. Very exciting. That piece is very exciting. We kind of knew it was coming. I think we said on the last podcast, everything is trending towards that decision. You know, the offense, I think we'd lost four or five games at that point. Offense could not score over 20. And the defense is holding a lot of teams to like 20 or 21. Winnable games. Or under 20 points. I think we kept losing. Right. Very winnable games. There's slight concern because. Then the Bucks lost again, so technically we're back in the playoff hunt. Only one game back, which initially, you know, Coach Smith had said if we're in the playoff hunt, Mariota is our quarterback. He was obviously as sick of Mariota as we were. And then in the biggest twist that was not expected in this massive week of Atlanta sports news, Mariota is not going to be one of the best backups in the league. He is instead. Gone. He is getting knee surgery for a knee injury that none of us knew about. Like that was an ankle issue. No, it is a knee. It is a knee. You okay. wouldn't come to me if it was an no, ankle no. issue. <laughs> it is a knee, gram Don't don't get going on your ankle, you know, rants. But it's my profession, man. Lay off. A quote unquote chronic knee issue for Mariota that he has decided to address now. And he is not going to be with the team. Well, what was funny about this announcement was initially it just said Marcus Murray is going to go on the the IR
0: for an injury. And I was like, Oh, well this is the team just putting some bullshit injury designation on him. So it doesn't look as bad. It was really him.
1: Yeah. Which is, it's bullshit because I mean, obviously there's probably a little more to it. Maybe not, you know, coach Smith, like his interviews, he obviously does not seem pleased with the decision. He's just kind of like, look, you know, it's his decision. He can take care of it right now if he wants to. Um, but he is done with Mariota. Like, oh yeah, like it's Mariota's very clear career that. in Atlanta was... is done. We yeah. signed Logan Woodside, I believe.
0: Who, yeah, seventh round pick, twenty eighteen. I is, think he was on the Titans practice squad. Yeah, so he's
1: got some history with Coach
0: Smith. He is the most experienced uh, quarterback on the roster. With he's gone one of three for three yards. Yeah, so that's that's <laughs> exciting. But it sucks that we don't have well. Real quick, sorry to cut you off, but, but I think that was really illuminating with what Arthur Smith said. He's like, this knee thing hasn't been an issue all year. I don't know what's happening. That's his prerogative.
1: Like, oh, yeah. No, okay. I mean, if, if he were still a starter, he would obviously not be getting this procedure done now. Yeah. So it's just funny that Arthur Smith's saying like this has never not been an issue until now. So Never yeah. never once came on an injury report the entire season. No, and I think that just illustrates that Mario is a bad teammate to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's reminiscent of, uh, what's his face? The coach from 2007? Bobby uh, Petrino. Bobby Petrino. No. It's the same week that he quit on the team. Week uh, 14 or 15, whatever it's it was. It's the yeah. exact opposite of Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan gets benched in Indy. He's, he's not even a, like, on the active roster, and he's like, I will do whatever it takes to like support the starting quarterback from this role right, and Mariota back in, you know, like August training camp or whatever, when they were talking about his role with Ritter, he's like, Oh, I'm going to support this guy hundred percent. Yeah. You know, I, I relish the role to t- tutor up a young quarterback and he's just completely gone back on it. Yeah. It's a bunch of bullshit and it's disappointing.
0: And I think it's just one of those things where maybe this, there's more to it than meets the eye. Maybe there was really bad shit going on. I don't know, but regardless, it's a horrible look for him And it's a shame it it ended this way. Because as much much shit as we gave Mariota, I was always pulling for him. You know, he was a guy that was, like, easy to like in the sense that, you know, you could tell, at least it seemed like he was a team-first guy. He was busting his ass. He was doing the best he could, given his limited skill set. And, you know, you respect someone who goes out there and, and gives it their all, regardless of the outcome. And it's just a disappointing ending to what had become just a really consistent, inconsistent string of performances. And now it just says a lot about his character. And uh, he's got one more year left on his deal, but you're right, he ain't playing another down for the Falcons, regardless of if Desmond Ritter is
1: is, is, uh, is trash or not. It's just wild, too, now, because, like, like I said, we are still in this playoff hunt now. Yeah. And now it's just all on Ritter. Hundred percent on Ritter, and if like if he struggles, we don't have anybody to fall back to. I love if that. He, but if he get what if he gets hurt, who cares? What, if the if his teammate he gets, going go in the Super Bowl? Put in Logan Woodside, and if he gets
0: <laughs> you know, then, and then you just deal with it. That's your ride or die. That's yes, ride or die at this point because okay. you know what, the the best thing about this you have Logan nothing. Woodside you have nothing to lose. You have a, a great running game. You have a great. Uh, uh, run, run blocking offensive line. You have a pretty decent pass blocking offensive line. Let it rip, man. Let and him get... We're getting your boy Wilkerson back too. That's huge. We'll Wilkerson tackle. has been Elijah Wilkerson has been great this year, so that's awesome news. Let it ride with Desmond Ritter. Let him just play loose, play free. You got nothing to lose, man. Just go out there and try to win the game. Try to not even just go try to win the game. Try to win every play that you're on. Just do it. I love this right now. I love that he's getting thrown into the deep ends and you know, in the back of his mind he's gotta be like, We still have a chance to get the playoffs and it's on me to do it. I love that. That's gonna prove that's gonna show a lot about what he's made of. It may not be like he's gonna have the greatest performance of all time, but if he has the balls, if he has the temerity to stick with it and do the best he can, that'll go a long way to him potentially having the starting job next year. This is this is this is a big this is a huge I mean obviously, but for what? For implications for next year? It's a huge moment you, for him. You
1: breaking it down like that, Graham? I was already super excited about this game. I can't Sunday, wait, but now I'm even more excited. Is it like it's the Saints. That, Fuck the Saints, man! This is great. This is one of the greatest rivalries in sports. Yes right now right, through stays, a fucking we window hate each other mm-hmm. with a passion and both of us are like still in the running for this terrible NFC South yeah. and you're right this is a perfect scenario because like it's not that much pressure on him but there is pressure Yeah, and now like the, he knows there's no one to fall back onto but I would have loved like that veteran tutelage behind him like I wish we could have signed like I don't know Matt Hasselbeck's corpse to come in and be the backup, just like trade for Matt Ryan. But I guess that's what coaches are for as well. Yeah, yeah. I it, I, I don't know, but th- th- this is exciting, and you know, it it seems like they've been clear that like, you know, there they're there's no training wheels on Ritter. Yeah. Like he's got the full playbook. Full playbook he's yeah. prepared this week just like he's prepared every single other week this year. He's always like the first guy in the. Into camp at uh, 6 a.m. up in Flowery Branch. He's the guy there. It was like nothing different except he's talking to more media now, and he's actually going to play on Sunday. Yeah, I love that Wilkerson's coming back. You want your offensive line
0: to be full strength when you got a, a rookie coming in there, especially going to the Superdome. Those fans are insane. The the it doesn't matter what the Saints' record is. People show up all the time for the Saints. It's going to be a great game on Sunday, man.
1: I mean, really, all he's got to do is like. We know we got this running game. Yeah, just hand the ball we're gonna, off. We're
0: going to ride that a ton. Yeah, hand the ball off forty times,
1: pass it like fifteen. But times. if he can hit a few of these deep passes, that, that Mariota's missing, that changes yes. everything for yes. us. Yes, one hundred percent, absolutely. You're 100% right. And like he, he's probably not going to be able to run as well as Mariota did, but you know maybe he won't have to. I think he will run better than Mariota. We'll see. He's younger, and I think he's got.
0: He's got uh, fresher legs. He's not gonna have the awareness that Mariota. Not gonna have their awareness, but I think he like pure speed. If like we were to put them in Madden together, I bet he's got better, uh, better speed than Mariota.
1: We'll we'll have to check Madden for we that. Will. We will. <laughs> um, but it's very exciting. First time Falcons have started a rookie quarterback since 2008. Matt Ryan, very good. No, I was there. It's a new era, Graham. It's a new era, and like it's huge for this franchise. These next four games, just to like. You know, if we see, okay, we got something with Ritter. I could I could run with this guy next year at quarterback. That changes the draft for us next year. It changes everything. Or if you potentially can, trading. If you can get a starting quarterback in the third round that you're comfortable rolling with. It's huge. Like, let's go. Yeah, and I mean, wasn't,
0: this is going to be a harebrained statement by me, but wasn't uh, Mahomes like a third, third-round quarterback or something? Maybe I don't know. He wasn't a first rounder I'm an Atlanta sports guy. Greg. Sure, right. I think he was a third or fourth rounder.
1: I know Tom Brady was a sixth rounder.
0: Yeah, Tom Brady was a sixth rounder. That much I know. <laughs> so, you know, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. Man, it was, yeah, this is really exciting. It's going to be a close games. It's going to be hard fought. Um, hopefully, we can get after Andy Dalton a little bit. Um, but yeah, all eyes will be on Desmond Ritter, for his performance in New Orleans. Um, I also do want to say, despite all my excitement and your excitement for this game not to speak for you um but i'm not i'm going to do my best not to overreact either way if he if he goes out there and throws for four touchdowns for 300 yards i'm just going to be like it was one game if he has a horrible game and throws four picks i'm also going to be like it's one game like you know let's
1: see what he does the rest of the year yeah it, it is the saints like our offense looked amazing against the saints in week 1 yeah like they're not very good but neither, neither are we, are we. <laughs> yeah so yeah who knows, like, you know, that was a super late bye week that we just had there, but it did kind of come at a good time with just some people with some nagging injuries. Yep. Good for Terrell to get a couple weeks off. Yes. Not have to play at all like we said, Wilkerson coming back, uh Ebicetti's coming back, who is our best pass rusher. Keep in mind we had like 4 or 5 sacks against the Saints in week 1. Yes. So maybe we see a little bit more of that action again. Yes. Uh, their offensive line, I believe, has just gotten worse. It's got Andy Dalton back there yeah, now don't have Jameis, instead of Jameis
0: Winston to deal be, with. Very stationary quarterback. You also <laughs> want to have to deal with Michael Thomas. He's out for the rest of the year, which we did in that first game. Yeah,
1: but it's it's a, it's a mu- absolute must win. I think. Yeah, if you want any a remote chance of making the playoffs, you have to win this game. Like 4 0, obviously great, but we have to at least go 3 1, and I don't think we can lose any more games to the NFC. Like the only game we can afford to lose is the Ravens, maybe. There's a lot of math out there, a lot of complicated math. We're not about to do it. Let's just see what happens on Sunday. You know, in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think Ritter's going to be scared. This is a guy, you know, played on some really big stages in his career. Made it's, the Final Four last year in the playoff, college football playoff. So, and like, yeah, you know, I see a lot of Bulldogs fans on Twitter. Oh, I'm really impressed with that guy. I saw the way he played and. Mercedes Benz and you know Alabama fans say the same same thing in the same accent. So you know, I was like, you know, that that Ritter kid, he might have something. I saw the way he went up against us; he wasn't scared. So we got that going for us. Yeah. You know, he's played the the biggest and best in college football. He's been preparing for the entire season for this. Coaches legitimately seem to think they're ready. The move would not have been made if he was just complete dog trash. Let's
0: ride. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Russell Wilson. Let's ride. Um, I think that that puts a puts a nice little button there on the on the Falcons segment. The Hawks aren't worthy of our time nor uh, our discourse about them, so we'll leave it at that. They're 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 awful and inexcusable right now as a franchise and on court performance.
1: Yeah, I watched two Hawks games
0: and I'm disgusted. Yeah. Fifty points the first quarter, Magic. That's all. First quarter, Magic. Fifty points in the first quarter to an eight-win Magic team. You have to earn
1: our respect, Hawks.
0: That's not how you do it. Yeah, we ain't gonna just sit here and be like, "Well, they just suck," and just sit here and waste everyone's time. They're they're bad. We don't want to talk about them. So there you go. Moving on. Moving on. That's it, folks. (laughs) Um, We will probably have an episode next week. Um, If we don't, we wish you a fond. uh, Let's be the first to wish you a happy holidays. And uh, hopefully we do have a show, though. I'm sure we will. It's just traveling and schedules and bullshit. But hopefully we have a show next week. Um, Thank you guys for listening. hope you're doing well. Until next time, rise up, chop on, unite and conquer, and remain true.
1: Try Atlanta. Hospitality. Hospitality.